This is an AMI podcast. Today's regularly scheduled episode of Double Tap will continue shortly, but first, some music. We up on a chilly December morning. Grab my phone, it's time to start the day. Double Tap, the podcast that I adore. They're gonna keep me informed in every way. You'd never guess I got a Sunu.ai account, would you? <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> You're so down on this. Honestly, this is the future is here. You can have your own songs written for you with a simple prompt. I'll tell you more about how we did it in just a sec. Welcome to the show. Merry Christmas, Scrooge. You're listening hey! to Double Time, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest. I thought that was good. Well, I'm glad you did. No, that was... (laughs) That was very cool. It's so it's so interesting. I spend a lot of my time looking at AI-generated songs on YouTube. You know, Johnny Cash singing Barbie Girl and things like that. It blows my mind. It is so cool. That was very Yeah, cool, and that's Stephen. the thing. People are, people are actually doing that now. They're taking songs. And like you say, they're taking songs you would never imagine sung by someone else being created in you know AI form. And it's, it's interesting, but you can create your own stuff. So using this app called, well, it's not an app, it's a web app called sunu.ai. Not to get mixed up with the Sunu band, which is no longer, sorry, just to, you know, yeah, I didn't mean to rub it in. depress people with that yeah. news. Uh, Sunu band no more, very sad, RIP Sunu band. But Suno is very much alive and well. Uh, S-U-N-O dot A-I. And you can go there. You can sign in with a Google account. That's what I did. I didn't create an account with uh, with my own email address. I used yeah. a Google account because through checks Gmail, right? And um, I, uh, I I signed I signed up and and started typing in various things in the prompt. You don't get it's not a huge amount of t- characters you get in the prompt, but you can put in. So I just put in like you know create a song for the Daily Tech Show podcast. Double tap, and it would often did the rest. No, which is amazing. That's all I put in. That I- is literally the prompt. And accessible? Completely. Ah, oh, Completely. Cool. And what's interesting is the reason I know it's accessible, the reason I knew it was accessible before I went in, is because every blind person I know seems to be creating songs <laughs> right now. That's all we're getting is song, song, song. But I think it's great, and it's a, it's a lot of fun for the holidays. you know. And if you think about, you know, if you wanted to make something for the family, maybe you're putting a collage together of pictures or something, and you want to put a song next to it. Yeah, that's right. It's like about it's cool personalising it even more, right? And yeah. It's good. It's it is really good. good. Yeah, I do like that. Sunu.ai, as I say, uh, that is also the one where we got our uh, Double Tap gift guide song from Westside. Um, (laughs) 
Please stop saying that. <laughs> so, um, anyway, how are you today? You all right? I know I, it was a bit of a weird start to the show. I threw you a bit there, didn't it, I? Threw it did me a bit. I didn't know what was happening, to be honest. I was waiting for the <laughs> familiar intro music, and all of a sudden, DJ Stephen was on the uh, wheels of steel. Now, that waka, was, waka, waka, waka. That was yep. very good. I am good. Thank you, Stephen. It, it feels like we're hurtling towards Christmas. Uh, breakneck speed, right? The days are going so quick. There's not enough time. I know. Mano, tell me about it. And uh, we've got the gift guide specials coming up. Top 50. I have sealed the list. Oh, that we need is a sound it. effect there. Some sort of slamming door. Hang on. This is the one I've got. There you go. Uh, not That's, not quite what I was imagining. Okay. Shut. It's the best you're going to get. Uh, okay, look, I've just spent all my <laughs> day and night playing with Suno. What else do you want? Uh, and also trying to beat match bells to our uh, intro jingle. So, I, you know, that's another story entirely oh. uh, because I wanted to make the uh, holiday gift guide just a bit more fun, you know, just a bit more alive. But, you know, a bit more kind of Christmassy feeling. Okay. All right. Yes, I get it. Don't justify yourself. I've got to say, you did a great job, Stephen. I was impressed. I have no idea how to do anything with music. Beat matching, I was Googling my way through. I'm like, how do you beat match things? To other things, yes. And what is beat matching? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Explain, GPT, explain to me like a five-year-old what beat matching is and how I can involve it in my uh, production uh, process here. Um, It's it's funny, I I tend to start most of my questions to chat GPT. Pretend I'm a child and explain it to me. <laughs> At some point, it's going to say, I think the kids are smarter than you, um, <laughs> right. which is probably true. Uh, anyway, uh, lots to come today on the show. We're going to be joined uh, by Karine and Sally from the accessibleandroid.com website. Uh, they also are part of their own podcast and they do uh, things uh, with their other podcasts as well, like the Blind Android Users podcast. Uh, really interesting conversation coming up to uh, to talk all about the big news of the week, of course, which is seeing AI making its way over to Android. Uh, but what I like about this conversation, uh, because we, we recorded this last night, and I have to say, despite horrific internet issues oh. that we had connecting with Karina and Sally, uh, we did manage to salvage, I think, a very good conversation. And I have to let you into a little secret. There were parts of what Karine said we couldn't even hear at nope. all. Nope. So it's remarkable this interview even managed to make it to air but uh, thankfully through the uh, wonderful riverside platform that we use not the most accessible i have to say they could do mm, better some with issues. Uh, yep. accessibility and we, we are feeding that back to them but uh, it's a really good platform because of the way it records so uh, we were able to capture all the audio uh, as uh, as we needed and thankfully. i think it's a really interesting conversation yeah, yeah I, know. I would not like to have lost that one yeah exactly uh, some really good points being made there um and look so much Android love this week, again. I know, I know. Top back 14.1 coming out, some big news there. If you want to read all about it, I've put an article up on doubletaponair.com. You can check out the latest updates to Top back 14.1. Of course, Be My AI making its move over there into the Be My Eyes app. That's something that will be coming out soon. But, you know, as we're going to hear later from Corrine and from Sally, and I think this is a really important perspective, and it's why I was really glad to to get them on. Uh, because, you know, in their respective countries, uh, Karine is in Lebanon and uh, Sally is in Turkey. And they were talking about the fact that in other countries outside of, I've decided I'm just going to call it the bubble yes. of the US, the UK, Canada, even New Zealand and Australia to some degree, although maybe not so much with New Zealand and Australia. Um, you know, there are a lot of these apps don't make their way outside of that bubble. 
And you know, we sit here and we talk about how wonderful they are, but they're not always available in other countries because of the language issue. Yeah. So until the languages are implemented into the apps, they can't be rolled out to those countries. Thankfully, that's something Microsoft say they want to address. In fact, I was reading that the... Uh, they want to improve. I think that I think that as eighteen languages it currently supports now. Uh, as a result of moving on to Android, they want to double that next year. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. Well, I mean, it just gives us that sort of slap in your face, which gets you out of that bubble for a minute. Because yeah. you know, I think I asked the question some at some point. You know, uh, we asked the question on here: Why did it take so long to get over there? And it could be part of the the reason is you know language support, but also. I was really surprised that the AI feature isn't in Google Lookout in certain countries. You just assume, oh, I've been using it for ages, so why isn't it available elsewhere? Well, Sean, you're stuck in your own little bubble and you just don't realise. It's uh, it's good to get that wake-up call. Also, Site Tech Global continues uh, today, and you can, of course, listen to our interview with Ned Desmond on the website now. Uh, Ned was an incredible guy and really interesting yesterday to hear from him, especially to learn about the origins of SciTech Global, the fact that he was a guy that worked at, and in fact, ran TechCrunch, and his wife is blind, and all of these factors just culminated into him thinking, let's create something that's online, that's free. He's got a fantastic Rolodex of you know, names and numbers of people he can contact to get on to talk yeah. and just leverage all of that into creating this this incredible event. And um, yeah, I, I have to say, this is a really forward thinking, but also forward looking event as well. So uh, you can also follow it all as it happens, but also catch up on demand as well. And it's all on YouTube. It's always on uh, sitetechglobal.com as well. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, but I want to get to some news today because uh, this was an interesting one. Breaking news. Well, um, breaking okay. news. We don't know if it's breaking news yet because, uh, okay, this is the story. Apple apparently are going to be upgrading the iPhone 16 microphone to boost Siri's AI experience. So this is the story. Uh, they're planning a significant upgrade to the iPhone 16 microphone in order so that the new AI-enhanced Siri works better, you know, in other words, can actually hear what we're saying. Although I have to say, I don't know about you, Sean, but I think that the microphone inside the iPhone itself is actually pretty decent. Well, that's why I'm being silent here, Stephen Mm. Scott, is because I'm thinking, I thought the microphone was really, really good. Um, Is that really the issue? I'm sorry, I don't... (laughs) I'm sorry, Apple. I don't believe that. You're, you're saying it wrong. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not speaking clearly enough. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sure there's times I thought Siri was far more functional years ago than it is now, to be quite honest with you. That can't be down to the microphone, surely. Unless there's something here, something more, something that... I mean, what can they do? Beamforming so they know the position you're in in relationship to... I thought they to... already. Well, that's what I mean. There's there's multiple microphones on there, and it, it, it decides which one to use most of the time. So, yeah, okay. Intriguing story. I, I, it doesn't make much sense to me, but hey, I'm not a engineer, so... Well, this is coming from the <laughs> Apple analyst, the famed Apple analyst, Ming-Chi Kuo, who has written in his latest Medium post that strengthening Siri's hardware and software features and specifications is the key to promoting AI-generated content, adding that Apple's generative AI ambitions and integration of large language models, LLMs, into Siri 
will heavily rely on improved voice input processing. So to that end, apparently, again, Apple is preparing a major microphone upgrade for the iPhone 15 with better signal-to-noise ratio, a key specification that will improve the Siri experience significantly. The new microphone will also have better water resistance. So, you know, if you're in the swimming pool, you can uh, ask what time it is and uh, you'll get the time. <laughs> um, okay. I think it's important I, that the microphone's improved. I have to say, it's not the iPhone itself, I think, the microphone could be improved. And I think it's the connection between the iPhone and AirPods. That is where it needs to be improved. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. If we're talking the external Bluetooth connection, I, you know, Bluetooth microphones are notoriously terrible. So I could I totally understand that. But internally, I mean, that... that we should, we should explain why, though, right? I think we should explain why, because it didn't occur to me until I read this article a while back when they were talking about improvements, that ultimately, if you think about the audio transmission between your device and your AirPod, think of it as a wire. Think of it as a pipe, if you like. And when you're sending audio, say, music from your phone to your AirPods, you're only sending audio. So the full amount of capability of that pipe can be to receive audio and that gives you the clear wonderful stereo audio quality but when you get into a call you have to send and receive so the audio has to essentially be halved in two so it can both the send and receive can fit down the same pipe and that seems to be the big issue when it comes to bluetooth right and it's how can they either increase the bandwidth i.e. make the pipe bigger to allow for a better connection. And it, it seems to, even though there's been talk about this, and there's even talk of them bringing this, these new features into Apple AirPods this year, uh, that hasn't happened yet. No, and you, you always know when you've gone into that sort of telephone mode, because voiceover becomes terrible, Siri becomes yep. terrible. Um, there's uh, certain times when I open ChatGPT and have a voice conversation with it, 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 it seems to go a little bit funny, like it's in that communications mode. Honestly, I don't know. There's so many different protocols now for Bluetooth. You know, you've got the advanced, was it A2DP or whatever it's called? You've got so many yep. advanced yep. audio codecs that um, sort of tighten up the compression so you can have stereo bidirectional audio. But yeah, it still seems to be an issue. Um, yeah, I just find that statement that, that okay, that, so the hardware and software sort of engine of Siri needs to be... Tw well, of course it does. I mean, it's just, it's terrible at the minute. But I, I just, I find it really difficult to believe that it's simply because of a bad audio recording of your voice, don't you? I, I don't think they're suggesting it is because of that. I think they're just saying that they can improve Siri with a better microphone. But again, I don't know what that gives. I mean, I, I guess that the, the biggest part of this is is trying to shut out external noise and focus directly on what it is they want to hear. The problem, of course, with, with all these devices is, and it goes back to the same thing we talk about all the time, the in real life problem. So, you know, in theory, it's like, you, you know, if, if you were using Siri, you'd be sitting in a room, you'd have a clear voice, you'd be speaking into the device and it would pick up everything and it would hear you. But in a busy train when there's lots of other noise outside, or if you're in a crowded restaurant, you can barely hear yourself. How can the phone determine between you and yes. someone else? And how many times have you hit dictation? And if there's been a radio or TV on nearby, it just starts transcribing yes. what's on telly or radio. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I, I can kind of get that. But then there's like, 
I mean, using ChatGPT again, sorry to keep saying that, but using that as a as an example, I mean, that's using the same mic on my iPhone, and yet the results mm. are a thousand times better. I mean, that's got to be software-based, surely. But hey, interesting. Yeah. At least there is some, if the rumor is true, at least there is some interest in improving Siri, which I think is, um, well, we've been waiting a long time. It definitely needs it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because earlier in the week we were talking about the new Apple movie that came out, you know, the personal voice a story called The Lost Voice, the film. Yeah. And again, you can watch it on our website at uh, doubletaponair.com, but it was a really interesting film. Again, that feature, that personal voice feature relies on the microphone. It relies on good quality audio recordings in order to create the voice. And again, I think that that will have that knock-on effect for accessibility that will improve all these features, potentially. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all true, for it. Actually, Have you tried recording your voice, personalised voice? I, I got through, I think it was because it was like 150 like, phrases you have to say. And every single time I started it, you know what it's like you get a call or something happens. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and suddenly you're like, oh, I'll have to start this again or go back to it. So I haven't though, done right? it yet. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, brilliantly accessible. And, you know, it's funny because I was reading, and, and this is something, again, people don't think about. It's about just thinking a little bit ahead. It's people saying, you know, look, you may not have ALS or MND. You may not have anyone in the family who has it. But this feature exists so that you can today bank your voice. This might creep up on you. It might not, and hopefully it doesn't. But yeah. if it did, you know, you've kind of got ahead of the game a little bit. And that's where this feature is powerful, right? It's not necessarily for today. This could be something that you might need in 10 years' time. Yeah, you're backing up your voice, basically. And, yeah. you know, why Why wouldn't you? I just, what do they say, 15 minutes? I'm sure it would take me longer. But I, I thought this, after that video, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go through and do this. But going back to microphones, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take my time and I'm actually going to do it in the studio rather than just yeah. record it uh, over the air on my iPhone. I'll connect it to my microphone just to get the best possible results. So, yeah, it does make a difference. Now, uh, staying with audio, uh, you might remember that Matthew got in touch with us a while ago. He was uh, considering making the move uh, from one platform to another. He was looking to get advice if he moved to Windows. Uh, what would he be able to use in terms of hardware for his audio setup? Uh, I think he was making music, wasn't he? And he was doing all kinds of yes. different things. So uh, he's come back to us to tell us his uh, update uh, on where he is and his uh, plans going forward. Dear Double Tap team, I trust this email finds you all in good health and spirits. I wanted to provide an update on my plans to transition to a Windows-based environment for music production, as well as address a few questions I've received regarding this shift. Firstly, I am considering getting the Evo 16 interface, I've had the opportunity to hear demos from other blind users and it's truly remarkable how effectively things can be controlled with a screen reader. The feedback I've received from these demos has been incredibly positive and has influenced my decision to include it in my setup. The primary reason behind my switch to Windows is my growing frustration with Apple's approach to their products and software. It seems they are constantly releasing new devices and features, but their focus on improving existing products and addressing bugs has been lacking. This has led to a myriad of issues, many of which I've personally encountered. One of the key issues I'm facing is significant slowdowns in Logic. For instance, when attempting to change my output device from speakers to headphones in Logic settings, the application takes nearly a minute to respond, and VoiceOver sometimes freezes during this process. Additionally, I've been experiencing frequent audio dropouts in my studio setup, and despite reaching out to individuals on the Logic team, 
Apple has been unable to pinpoint the cause. While there are more reasons contributing to my frustration with Apple, I won't delve into all of them here to avoid taking up too much of your time. However, if you require further explanation or details, please feel free to ask and I'd be happy to provide additional context. In addition to the points mentioned, I wanted to share that I've made a few adjustments to my music production setup. I've decided to change my mixer to the Midas M32, which works seamlessly with an accessible app compatible with MVDA. This allows me to control nearly every aspect of the mixer independently without relying on sighted assistance. I'm also planning to acquire the Sweetwater Creation Station desktop PC, specifically the 400 model, to further enhance my music production capabilities. Regarding laptops, I've been exploring framework computers known for their ease of part replacement. The upcoming Framework 16 model has caught my attention, and you can find more details about it on their website, frame.work. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this option and whether it might be a good fit for my music production needs. Thank you for your ongoing support and insights. Your perspective and expertise are invaluable to me, and I'm looking forward to making this transition to a Windows-based environment to improve my music production workflow. Best regards, Matthew Whitaker. Thanks, Matthew. You sound like you have it sussed. Uh, you're a clever guy. You've got this figured out. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I have to say I'm really jealous of that setup. That sounds incredible. I mean, the capability. I mean, okay, aside the actual hardware and the, the, the capability of the hardware, the accessibility of that hardware sounds amazing. And I have heard these reviews on other podcasts and other shows as well. And I do listen with a keen ear because, you know, I, I sit here with my Roadcaster Pro 2 and I love it, but... You know, we, we've had issues with it, recording, and, and, you know, I can't really do much to fix it myself. So I've got to always get assistance or whatever to, to do that. And yeah, I kind of would like to just get a bit more control over the setup. And it's funny because you seem to have all that capability within the Windows environment, but it's about having the right equipment. But it's, it's finding that balance, isn't it? It's finding that balance of, you know, the, the best equipment, budget, obviously, and the accessibility of all that combined. Well, exactly. I mean, there's so much equipment out there, but as soon as you start talking to a supplier about, well, is it accessible if I use Windows and I'm using a screen reader? or A lot of the time, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And that's the response you get. So you've got to really dig in and do your homework. And thankfully, like you said, there are some resources out there where people have tried this stuff, are trying this stuff, demoing this stuff. So absolutely fantastic. I am going to listen back to that um, email there because I love emails like this where people are actually trying it out figuring it out it gives us it really helps to share that information that sounds like some really interesting kit i had a look at the is it the midas um he was talking about and yeah. i had a look at that online goodness me that's expensive i mean i don't there may be different versions of it around and also one of them looked like it would belong in a recording studio it was huge big console with you know well that's what matthew's doing buttons. right i mean this is his profession yeah by the That's right, this yeah. is what he's doing so he's on the cutting edge and uh, the, you know his insights there and his thoughts on logic and slowdowns and waiting when you're trying to change an audio source um i mean when you're talking you're doing this as a job as your profession those things are important so yeah really yeah, for me it's just trying to get the voice to record <laughs> as far as it goes <laughs> Can, yep. can you hear me, Sean? Can you hear me? Okay, there we go. That's that's all I kind of need. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I keep sort of toying with the idea, and, and I can't do it because of not just the, the work we do here, because if, if, if my life was just this show, 
then I would just have a microphone, probably a USB mic, the same one you've got, actually, that Audio-Technica 2100. I'd have that hooked up to my Mac, and that would be it. That's all I would use. I probably wouldn't even use the Mac. I'd probably just use the, the PC. Mm. Well, um, we were talking about this the other day, how, how much easier it's all become now, thanks to services such as CleanFeed, Riverside, mm. and whatever else is out there. Zencaster was another one I haven't used in a while. But these web services make it so much easier. I mean, when we're out and about, we even had a discussion about, you know what? We could just take a USB-C mic and our phones. If we can connect to a website, basically we can record and create a show. It's it's amazing now. Well, I mentioned Riverside that we that we used to conduct our interview yesterday, the one that's coming up in a few moments, and we use that all the time uh, here at Double Tap because we use it for the TV show, we use it for other projects we work on. And it's what's wonderful about it is because everything everything in it is stored locally. So when you hit when I hit record. On, on and it's all web based. When I go in there and I hit record, everything is being captured on your site. So your audio, your video, everything's been recorded into your browser. And then when I hit stop, it all just uploads from yeah. there, and then uploads at that point up. So it, it means that you can get the highest quality audio and video without any dropouts. That's why here on our show we we kind of pride ourselves in the audio quality because we don't have that much of a dropout. Now, look, there are days it'll happen because someone might not be able to join on anything else other than Zoom. Yeah. Or, you know, CleanFeed has a, a hissy fit one day or whatever because it doesn't do local record. Um, and and that's why, you know, you, you sometimes get the little drops. But we, we do try here at the show because it, it, it always fascinates me and irritates me as well when you watch big TV shows, big, you know, documentaries, and they have terrible video, terrible audio. And you think, how is that possible? Yes. In today's world, with all, I mean, I'm using tools. I'm just a guy in his back bedroom, and I've, I seem to be using better tools than these big, big companies. I don't, I don't get it. Well, of course, we saw a lot of it during lockdown, didn't we? When everyone was sort of broadcasting or interviewing from their homes, and suddenly, wow, okay, I need a better microphone. I better, I need a better webcam. Um, I saw some terrible things on mainstream news shows. And you think, wow, that, that really needs some work. But I think that did um, make people up their game a little bit, I must say. Don't get me wrong. I understand live. That's a different ball game because, you know, you can only get what you can get and you're on. But it, it's a different story when it's live. But when it's recorded, when you get time, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to get a quick voicemail in from Lena, uh, who wants to remind me of something. Oh. Hey, Stephen, it's Lena. I'm calling to let you, you personally. Me? Yep. Who is the king of the Apple devices? Yes. Know that we have had the document query and the co-pilot feature uh, in Seeing AI yep. on iDevices for three or four weeks. Okay. I use Seeing AI every day, and I love this feature. If you haven't updated to version 5.2, you'll want to do that because then you'll have this excellent feature. Have a great day and keep up the wonderful work. Thank you, Lena. Oh. Um, I, I was kind of hoping you weren't going to say, oh, it's been there for like three years. And I, I just didn't I, yes, know. I, know? Was, I was holding my breath there. I was going to say, oh, I'm not mentioned in this. And then after a while, I was thinking, oh, good, I'm not mentioned in this. It's just Stephen. Yeah. Um, you no, know, I, I didn't notice. I have, I, I'll be honest. It's one of those apps where, especially when it updates, I don't know if it still does this because I haven't been in it. But, you know, you remember when you used to, uh, used to get the update and it would start going through that whole process when you'd go into each channel, it would bring up that window explaining how oh, the channel yes, works. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I used to really put me off 
Because you'd be in the middle of something and you'd be like, I'll, I'll quickly use seeing AI and then you'd, I'll forget it. I'll do something else. <laughs> what? You couldn't go to the done button or whatever it was? I, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real life problem for me. You know, it's always, there's always something else to be done. As ever, blind life is full of contradictions because we're constantly saying, look, why don't people just give you know a, a little bit more information on how to use something? <laughs> as soon as someone does that, it's like, oh, what's this? Taking up my Get time. Get rid of Skip. that rubbish. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, you know what? I use seeing AI primarily for the short text, the, the real-time, I've said this before, the sh- real-time OCR. I think that is mm. absolutely amazing. So I haven't noticed this feature over the last few weeks either, but uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. I love that sort of thing. And don't oh, you just too. hate it when you go to the updates, right? And in the updates, it says, oh, we've fixed some bugs. And that's it. Well, tell us what you fixed. That update description should be far more descriptive. It drives me crazy. Netflix, for example. Oh, we've made it better. you've been saying that for six years tell me what you fixed in it thank you feel better yeah i do that's unusual for you to rant okay well that's good because i'm I'm not in a ranty mood today so that's kind of (laughs) what you are you are the yin to my yang ah that's disturbing thank you (laughs) (laughs) right look stick around up next we are going to be joined by kareen and sally from uh, the accessibleandroid.com website they're here to talk all about seeing ai of course the big news that it comes to android talkback 14.1 and even the old debate that rages on even today which is best android or ios their answers may surprise you stick around Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567, or email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Okay, time to catch up with Karine and Sally, who are part of AccessibleAndroid.com. Sean and I got the chance to catch up with them yesterday to talk all about uh, the latest updates to Android. And of course, the big news of the week, seeing AI arrives on Android. I'm Karine Kiwan. I'm a part of the Accessible Android team. I'm glad to be here with you guys today. And I think that we are going to have a nice chat. Uh, hi, everyone. It's uh, Likundus, uh, co-founder of AccessibleAndroid.com. It's great to be here at Double Tab. Thank you so much for coming on. It is great to have you both here. I'm really excited to uh, to talk to you guys because it's, it's unusual for us to actually be able to reach out and almost, almost touch Android people. Uh, it's really nice. I'm liking it. Way to I'm... make people feel welcome there. Of course, we want to know more about Android. There's been lots of Android love lately, so we need to know more. Absolutely. So that is why uh, we have both Karina and Sally here with us today. Uh, Sally, I'll start with you, if you don't mind, uh, because, of course, the big news of the week is seeing AI coming to Android. Tell us your reaction to that news. Okay, this is actually kind of unexpected. I mean, it was like uh, almost four or five years ago when seeing AI was released for iOS. I was using my Android phone and thinking, okay, when it's going to go for Android and people would say, oh, maybe a long time, you need to wait. And then like uh, a couple of days ago when I heard that it's coming to Android, it's super exciting. And uh, when I put my hands on the app, I was like amazed. And finally, I have this on my Android phone, seeing people using on their iOS devices all around and uh, doing all those things uh, independently. That was a great app. And it was kind of sad not having that on Android. So when it came, it was a big surprise and really, really welcome it so well. I can totally understand how it was a big surprise to you there, Sally. But yeah. what, what, what about 
were you was it something you were actually wishing for because of course you have other options on android and arguably just as uh, useful just as feature rich such as google lookout for example yeah, but being honest with you, if you have tons of alternatives on Android, but you don't have that you have on the other side. So you always look for the other that you don't have. It's always like this <laughs> on the humans' lives. <laughs> it's very true. The grass you is always, always greener. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I forgot that saying, but yeah, yeah, the grass is greener. So that was what happened to, to me. When uh, when I see people using seeing AI, I had this Google Lookout, Envision AI, all those older alternatives. There are even more apps. Maybe you probably don't know on Android, but still, that one thing that I was looking for—it's here finally. Uh, Karine, what was your take on it when you had the news that, that seeing AI was coming to Android? Look, I I haven't used seeing AI on iOS before, but I knew about the application. However, I wasn't like holding my breath to have it because I thought that they were not going to release it any day. Uh, but yeah, they did it. But what happened actually is that, although I wasn't excited at the beginning, however, when I used the app, I thought that, yeah, really, it was able to impress me because despite that we have a lot of applications and this thing that, <clears throat> that I'm going to say, you will love it, iOS lovers, but really seeing <laughs> AI is able to to make some or to give you something impressive, something that is really in some areas ahead of the competition. And uh, if I'm able to just advertise a little bit my own article, which is on the accessible Android, I wrote about my impressions yesterday. So uh, it was recently released, uh, the article about the causes or the reasons that made me excited about having this app, this this specific app on on Android, finally. So yeah, it it, ha- it has something really good to offer. Yeah, and I think that's a really key point actually, because I imagine there are people who've thought about making the switch from iPhone to Android, or are coming to smartphones for the first time and thinking, you know, maybe they've got a blind shell classic, or maybe they've got a Capsus Smart Vision, or whatever it might be. And okay, I know that's based on Android, but for them, they might not feel like they're in that Android or iPhone world yet. And they've been thinking about making the leap to a touchscreen device and been holding off because of this news that, that you know, seeing AI previously wasn't there. I mean, that, is that significant, Sally, isn't it? Five years ago when that was released, it's still like no, no one Android. So it was really disappointing. <laughs> we have alternatives to seeing AI on iOS, of course. We have Envision as well and SuperSense and uh, lots of others, actually. Um, not as well known, but there are lots out there when it comes to OCR, for example. Prismo is something I used to use a lot. Um, But there is something about seeing AI, the way, I don't know if it's to do with the user interface or the actual, the way the internal engine works for OCR, which which is my primal use for it, by the way. I love the short text feature. I love the documents feature. Um, There is something a bit special about seeing AI. So I can understand totally, actually, why people are um, maybe not overly excited, but still, it's nice to see it on every platform yeah but, but here's, Android. here's my question though to Karina on this because you know i know you're excited about seeing ai and you think that it, it has a it's a big deal but what about google lookout because google lookout is a fantastic app some might argue even better than seeing ai what's your take on that look i have something to say about google in this regard google has a problem which is 
the uh, restrictions, country restrictions. So they just release something and we, other people, other than the, those who are living in the United States and sometimes very few other countries, we should just wait and wait and wait. So for this reason, if we look at AI things that are coming to, to image description in Lookout, we are still waiting, and I think that we might wait for months for this to come. Um, so this is one problem. The other problem is that if we want to be, to, to be honest, the, the document reading and seeing AI is better than what Lookout offers. So just by just um, checking a few pages, I was able to see this seeing AI doing a perfect job in capturing the image in capturing the format of the image, in showing everything. And I was the one who was doing the the, uh, the the taking of the photo and I'm not good at capturing photos. So the guidance is also great. So for this reason, I can tell you that uh, seeing AI excels um, if we want to talk about future stuff and about how they are able to do things. This is so important that we f get outside of this bubble that you know I live in, that Sean lives in, that a lot of us who are in the, the tech world live in, where everything's focused on the UK or the US or Canada or Australia or New Zealand. And we forget about countries outside of that bubble. And of course, that was the other big side of this seeing AI announcement was that, of course, more languages would be supported. They want to double the amount of languages supported by next year as well. So this makes these uh, applications more accessible to more people worldwide. And, and I guess... That is why perhaps or part of the reason why you're so excited about this. Uh, if you let me talk about this thing, actually, um, first of all, seeing AI is free. And the people who are living in the marginal, marginalized countries or in the third world, whatever you want to, to call it, okay, those people who are really in need of those applications, you know, because they are always searching for the free alternatives. So those should be uh, like given the, the opportunity to use those apps. So this is the first thing. And the other thing is I hate geo restrictions as, mu as much as you can imagine so, so much. And um, other than that, um, there's only one problem with seeing AI, which is the, the, the lack of support of a lot of languages. I hope that they will support more languages soon because their OCR is really great. However, um, some languages like my native language is not supported yet. So yeah, this is a downside. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, actually. And it, it as you said, Stephen, it's that I, I, we're as guilty as anyone else of being stuck in that bubble. Oh, this is available. Why don't you just use... Of course, it's available where we are, but that doesn't mean it's available anywhere else. And uh, it, yeah, it's a very good point. And it makes you wonder, you know, we talked about why has it taken this long for seeing AI to come over to Android? And I think you actually raised the point, Stephen, that maybe it was to do with translations. Maybe it was to do with language support. We just assume it's something easy to add in there, but obviously... It isn't. Well, I, well so my, my thing is that actually what, what bringing it to Android does is it makes it more available to more people outside of the bubble, as I'm going to call it from now on, because I think the reality is that, that a lot of people in the US and UK and in Canada will use iPhones as blind people. That's not the case in most other countries, uh, even in Europe. I think that's probably unlikely to be the case. Middle East, Africa. 
India. I, I think these 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 places are, are they're not predominantly Android users, but there are certainly more Android users there who are disabled. I think, and of course, a lot of that comes down to cost. Karina, I'd love to get your perspective on that. Yeah, of course. So, you know, Android is just uh, extended to a lot of price ranges. So when you have something on Android, this will like g- give it to more people you are able to get to give that thing to more people yeah i know the development is slightly um harder because android is a lot of devices a lot of um uis it's not this unified thing that we you get on ios however uh, many many app developers are able to to make good apps that work well on android so this is not an excuse but some but sometimes the problem is that uh, there is this uh, like misconception that Android is not used by blind people and that, okay, um, the number of people who will be using this app, if it's on Android, will be just um, not important or it will be just a little bit like it, it, it will not be the number that uh, companies will, will, will care about. However, there are really a lot of blind, blind Android users and uh, the companies and developers should start thinking about Android as a place where uh, our platform where blind people are really available and it is really like improving with with respect to accessibility so we, they should consider this i think they are starting to do that but yeah they need some some time yeah Sally, uh, do, you, do you want to chime in on this? Because I'd, I'd be intrigued to, I mean, obviously, I'm just going to take this off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I, I find this quite interesting, this, this particular discussion, because we kind of are focusing here on the, the larger world's needs uh, as a result of this. And we're actually seeing that, you know, seeing AI's launch on Android is more profound than perhaps some people would even think. Yeah, of course. I mean, thinking of this in the background, when we first launched Accessible Android, I could see that, I mean, uh, the need of this kind of resource is huge. I mean, everyone's saying, like, where were you guys all this time? So this is the same story for seeing. I mean, where were you guys all this time? Five years, Mm. no Android. So this is a huge, huge potential as well. So the good part is uh, the more people going to use it, the more images the AI will get. I mean, you said out of bubble, more images, more support for the AI, and even going to give you better results. So it's kind of win-win, but they didn't realize it up to five years. Now, I want to also mention, of course, the other big story, which is Be My AI uh, arriving on the same day. Uh, Now, of course, it's rolling out slightly differently. It will roll out over time. And uh, of course, this is part of the existing Be My Eyes app on Android. So this is, you know, something that was already in place. But Be My AI is coming to Android again. Another big story this week for Android and Android users, Sally. Absolutely. This is a big, big coincidence that they both come in the same day. Maybe they know from each other. Okay, let's do it in the same day, like a big (laughs) lounge. (laughs) So the thing is, December the 3rd was the World International Day for Disability People. And the the day after, uh, I mean, on uh, Monday, they released the app. I mean, in the very first business day. That's a great step. I mean, that's so well thought. And we were excited double times. I remember I slept at 2 a.m. in that day. (laughs) Wow. So this is something you've been uh, keeping an eye on. 
on the iOS side, obviously, because yeah. there has been a huge excitement. It's been a great success over on the iOS. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you must be um, uh, even more excited for this, overseeing AI. I don't want to cause a fight, but um, <laughs> this I don't know if there's any alternatives like this on Android already, using something like ChatGPT as a foundation service. Well, GPT is working somehow in others, other, uh, like use Bing, you can use GPT for, but like using Be My AI, it's much, much more better now. And I'm more excited for Be My AI comparing to seeing AI, honestly, because the description that gives uh, is simply outstanding. I mean, uh, I could tell that I'm taking good photos by now. <laughs> <laughs> Being yes. a totally total blind person, I realize my I'm taking photos in a good way. I mean, uh, when I take the photos of others, even though the camera gives you some uh, guidance, like moving up and down, but still you need to take good. I mean, uh, I realize that I'm a, I'm a good photo taker now. <laughs> Be careful about the hallucinations because I I took a, I took a, I took a, a photo just randomly. Um, I, and I knew that the room was like dark. So, and seeing AI was just giving me uh, like information and about details and people who are in the room. So there was nothing actually. Yeah, I, I just want to pick up on that, Green, because I, I want to ask you, you know, from from again, you know, from our perspective as blind people, t- the idea of taking a picture. Okay, that in itself has been a bit of a challenge. And then, like you were saying, Sally, we got the tools to help us take the picture, but now we're able to actually know what the picture is of and what's in the picture. And Kareem, that makes a difference. I mean, that's that's a huge leap forward again in what feels like uh, actually not a very long time. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. The technology is not uh, reliable yet. So you should pay attention always to this AI thing. First of all, you don't know uh, how much the, the description is right because you know the AI things just uh, try to to reassure you that they are or it is telling you the the right thing you know this this way of convincing you about something which is not real okay so this is the first problem so we are not we are not yet um, able to rely on this because we don't know the rating of the description if this description is really right or not. Uh, other than that, um, I think un- unless the problems with AI itself, like the hallucinations and uh, those things is fixed, um, we should wait. The third thing is that um, we need or we, we should wait until something which is the ability to get uh, an on-device uh, guidance. So the ability to, to tell you what's in focus quickly. So you can know what is the thing which is that which is uh, under the focus, and then you you take the picture. So this processing will not be after you take the picture. It will it will be before you do the 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 actual capturing of the picture. I think when those three things are uh, worked on, or, or I think the the future will hold something like that. Uh, when we are going to get those three things, I think people, blind people will be able to take really good photos. So urging caution, Corinne. Okay, that, that's that's again interesting, right? Because it's it's how much do we trust the technology, Sally? Because you know, on one hand, like you're saying, it's great. You know, we've got all this capability, but as Corinne's saying, yeah, but you know, how much of it can we trust? Yeah, but I mean, uh, 
thinking of uh, what we had in the past. At least we have something that we can hold on to, at least a little bit. I mean, taking the photos or getting the descriptions. Imagine back in the time uh, where you didn't have such things. And sometimes the sighted people, when they describe your photos, they are not giving you the things that you need. They, they tell you what they see, but the AI is telling you uh, what you should see in some, some, some sense. Guys, I want to talk about uh, TalkBack because, of course, 14.1 has come out. And, you know, as a new proud owner of a Google Pixel Pro 8, I think that's how you say it, or is it 8 Pro? I keep getting mixed up with these things. 8 Pro, 8 yeah. Pro, thank you. <laughs> it's also good if an Android person needs yeah. to correct me on these things. Um, but, yes, uh, so I've got, the, got this new phone, which is absolutely gorgeous. I got it in screaming blue, which is my favourite colour. And uh, it's not the official name, but I did get that, and it's lovely. And, of course, I've updated it now to TalkBack 14.1. Lots of new features in there. Um, this, uh, of course, for Braille users, great news, of course, for being able to auto-scroll with Braille displays and on-screen keyboard improvements. What's your takeaways on the on the announcement, Sally, of uh, TalkBack 14.1? The very first thing is, of course, uh, the image descriptions. It's not still there yet, but it's a good start, in my opinion. So Google needs to work on it some more, uh, giving us more and more descriptions. And uh, they have the resources, being honest. I mean, taking up the Google photos or Google Lookout, all those things can combine and make TalkBack even more rich. But Google Apps, they don't know each other that well, being honest. I mean, you have a lot of friends, but you only know a couple of them. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Has Google Lookout not, not got a... Because, um, of course, there's Google Bard, uh, the, Google's own version of their AI service. Does Google Lookout not have an um, uh, AI image description built in? It has, but still, as we talked in the beginning of this uh, show, it only uh, can be used in certain countries, so we, we have no chance to test it. Unfortunately, mm. uh, Karine, what about you? Have you had a chance to play with uh, the new uh, version of Talkback? Yeah, I did. It's great. Uh, just because uh, I'm in the <laughs> Double Tap podcast, you are iOS users, so we are now much more ahead of you <laughs> in terms of features. <laughs> Indeed, this is not true. <laughs> but but okay, what happened actually? Yeah, I, I did play. <laughs> play with it and uh, yeah it started to 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 be in the tra- on the track let's say but it needs more improvements of course uh the images description uh, I, I, the, the good thing about it that it is offline and i like this uh approach i like to have this offline thing uh, it's it's not really good it can't be compared to be honest to what voiceover offers unfortunately i think that android users will not love me at all after this <laughs> day after this podcast however yeah i'm saying the truth <laughs> so i i should say that you have you have paid for me to to, to say this that's what it's about here on double tap we tell the truth here we tell the truth yeah but actually the thing is uh there's something very important which is not related to talkback itself it is related to android which is the availability of screen readers of competition so we have other screen readers that we can use i personally use a other screen reader which is um, much more better in terms of features so i think the people who are going to to use android have this choice have this freedom so they can just uh, wait for talkback to develop and at the same time use other screen readers until it's able to to catch on 
Guys, I could talk to you all day, but we're running out of time. I just want to uh, just quickly give you a chance to promote the what you guys are doing to make Android more accessible to more people. So Sally, kick us off. Tell us what you guys are up to and where we can find out more about you. So you can guys find out at wizardandaccessibleandroid.com and you can send us an email using the email address info at accessibleandroid.com. And we'll be here to answer all of your questions regarding the website, our future plans, and anything that you want to say. I mean, uh, we are starting yet, uh, even though we start in July. Uh, we did a lot so far, covering a lot of articles, tips and tricks, how to articles, uh, from very beginner to advanced user base. But still, we have a lot to learn from you guys, and we are open to any kind of suggestions, any kind of uh, ideas that you have in your mind. Just send, send them away. Kareen, uh, from your perspective, uh, Android is obviously the place to be for you, and you know it's it's a fantastic. I mean, let's be honest about it. It's there's no discussion anymore about which is best, Android or iOS. They're both on a par, especially in terms of accessibility. There's might even be an argument to say that maybe it's tipping the scales a little bit on uh, on iOS recently with some of the bugs that are uh, present inside iOS and VoiceOver. Uh, what's your take on that? And uh, what's your thoughts on being part of this project? Well, actually, if you, you are going to use Android or iOS, it's based on what you prefer about the platform itself. So uh, I think people who like the openness and the freedom of choice customization, they are going to go with Android. Yeah, I, I will tell you that accessibility is still uh, better on iOS, but it's also about the things that you use daily and the things that you care about. But at the end of the day, it's always better to have two competitor uh, accessible, equally accessible platforms. So as much as we uh, have the desire to have Android accessible. We have the same desire to have iOS accessible and we like it to be accessible always and bugs free. So people have the choice to, to, to decide for their, themselves what, what they want. And uh, regarding accessible Android, actually, it was really an interesting journey uh, that we were able to do it together. And I hope that we will be able to, to do more in the future. Um, you, you can say, say that it is a hybrid project. So we rely as much as we rely on the team and the team's work. We rely on people's contribution. So people are always welcome, welcome to send feedback as well as to, to submit content. So if someone has an accessible application, an accessible or an, an opinion piece, uh, a review, whatever, uh, uh, the people can just reach us with this because uh, it is, as I said, something hybrid. It's not only for for uh, the team to work on, it's f for everyone. So we can, as a community, make something um, that is uh, useful for and beneficial for everyone. So I hope that we are able to, to, to do uh, something useful and that we are really going into the uh, right direction for accessible Android to become a website that is uh, beneficial to people of all of all the countries around the world. And uh, yeah, that people are liking what we are doing. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. Uh, keep it up and you know come back again soon so we can uh, geek out more on Android. I love it. Um, thank you, both of you, for uh, joining me today, Karina and also Sally. Thank you for, uh, so much for coming on. Don't forget, everyone, to check out Accessible Android, wherever you find the internet. Uh, 
Thank you, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Such an interesting conversation, Sean, and I'm so glad we were able to salvage that interview, which we were really worried about because... <laughs> When you listen to that, you would not think there was a problem, honestly. Uh, but that's what clever editing is all about. And also, yeah, sometimes we do edit on this show. I know, breaking news. Sometimes we have uh, to. Yes, sometimes we really have to. But, really uh, interesting conversation there. i got to say, they do a great job. Yeah. With the amount of um, tutorials and tips that they do, fantastic. And also, I just, I just want to say a huge thank you to them for persevering with us during all of yes, that as well. Yes, yes. Uh, they really did. They had the patience of saints. So I really do appreciate Corinne and Sally giving oh. us their time uh, to stay with us for what I thought was actually a really interesting and engaging interview. So thank you for that. Uh, we're back tomorrow with lots more. And, uh, of course, you can keep in touch. Feedback at doubletaponair.com and the website doubletaponair.com. It's where you'll find all the latest. That's it for today. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.